You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Weird Medicine contains mature contents that uh, may be offended to some listeners. <laughs> what did do wrong then? You know, your old house is like an oven. I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve! No. Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, DJ Opiates. <laughs> it's an inside joke. DJ Logan, Logan Field. DJ Logan Field. Just Logan Field. He looks just like Opie, everybody. I, I put out a Twitter that said... Reminiscing with an old friend about the golden age of radio. I didn't say that it was Opie, and I didn't say it wasn't. And a whole lot of people assumed that it was. Apparently. They said that he'd lost a lot of weight. Yeah, so. I guess I uh, apparently I, uh, I look a lot like Opie to some people. Yeah, Which is cool with me. Not nearly the uh, radio chops that Opie has. Obviously. Not nearly, no, no. Like, he's right. way better than me. Um... This is a show for people who had never listened to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question, you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider. Or if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347. Take it away, DJ Logan. Poo head. Poo head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine at Lady Diagnosis and at Dr. Scott WM. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy or go to our merchandise store at cafepress.com slash weirdmedicine. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything here with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical, uh, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. All right, very good. And what you're, the, the sounds you're hearing are of a Super Android 23 back again in studio with DJ Logan. At this, and it, this is all you, Like sir. all rock stars, DJ Logan is uh, oh, whatever he is. He um, can't speak coherently <laughs> right now. I Sorry, boys. 
I can't believe you don't know the uh, theme song from Barney Miller. You play the bass for crying out loud. Everybody who plays the bass can play Barney Miller. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can play, um... Ooh, listen to that. We had fun recording this earlier. Absolutely. Yeah. That is me on the synthesizer. I'll He's, take credit for that. You're That's, killing it, yeah. Bass shit was terrible. I'm pushing buttons. I'm editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded much better in rehearsal. Anyway, um, you've got some nimble fingers there, sir. Yeah, for an arthritic old asshole. <laughs> Don't forget to check out stuff.drsteve.com for all your uh, online shopping needs. That's stuff.drsteve.com. And I've added some new things, including uh, some information for peripheral neuropathy, uh, dingo dust. Um, a dingo ate your penis. <laughs> it's uh, for people with sweaty genitalia. Ooh. Yeah, and you put it on, and it's quite delightful. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so check that out at stuff.drsteve.com. Go to tweakedaudio.com, offer code FLUID for your uh, 33% off, the best earbuds on the market for the price. And that's what we're using to listen to this show with right now. And uh, simplyherbals.net, that's Dr. Scott's website. If you'd like to lose weight with me, go to noom, N-O-O-M, drsteve.com. It's the only thing I've ever had that's allowed me to have sustained weight loss over some period of time where I'm right at my ideal body weight and I've been there for um, and I, you know I gained weight over vacation mm -hmm. no big deal I just said fuck it I know how I can lose yeah. it again the, the, when, when we saw you in, um, in Durham I was just on the way yeah then um, if you're interested if you're lazy check out like I am check out Freshly they're basically uh, fresh prepared meals that make eating right super easy you can use my link to get six dinners for $39 for two weeks. That's $20 off each week. Give it a try and let me know what you think. Go to freshly.drsteve.com. And then uh, lastly, if you're interested in getting archives of the show, you can go to drsteve.com. There's a link on the front page. Uh, for $30, I'll send you a uh, thumb drive with all the shows on it. Or you can go to premium.drsteve.com. It's $1.99. A month, and if you use offer code FLUID, it's half that. And then you can get archives of all of the shows and uh, just have full access. We have an app to it on the App Store and at uh, Google Play. So anyway, I right. got it. Very good. You do? Mm hmm. Oh, aren't you something? <laughs> all right. So, um, 
I, I don't know that we want that playing behind us the whole time. Nah. <laughs> a little too distracting. All right, you guys want to answer some phone calls? Sure. Yeah, All right. absolutely. Oops. Uh-oh. Let's try that again. Number one thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. All right, very good. Let's answer a quick question here. Uh-oh. Oh. Come on. What? Could you uh, pick this? Hey, Dr. Steve. Uh, now they're saying that mouthwash can maybe cause diabetes. I mean, come on. Could you uh, pick this apart like you usually do with some of these uh, studies for the podcast? Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's crazy. So um, That's a little out there. Well, okay, so you hear something that's out there, but you got to research it because sometimes the stuff that's out there is not bullshit. Yeah. yeah. For example, the idea that bacteria can cause stomach ulcers, the gastroenterologist thought that was hilarious for uh, for the longest time until they finally proved that it was really true. You know, you can mm -hmm. go in and you can sample um, uh, uh, some ulcers and they'll have this helicobacter pylori in them. And then when you cure it, they go away. Now, you're trying to say stuff, but you don't want to be on the show. So, okay. All right. Uh, Super Android uh, 23 brought a groupie. And uh, she did, said she didn't want to be on the show. And But the whole time I'm talking about Helicobacter pylori, she's raising her hand and saying things. Okay, well, do you want to talk or do you not? Okay, there you go. Well, I yeah. did have a... Uh, Baseball-sized stomach ulcer oh, that had a blood vessel that was just squirting blood. Into my, yeah, almost. Yeah, we died. talked about that last yeah. show. That and can they be fatal. They gave me an antibiotic, and, and yep. in a month it was gone. Yeah, it's it amazing. Isn't it? yeah. So that um, sounds disgusting. fulfilled Koch's principles that they isolated the cause and then uh, demonstrated that um, uh, you know removing it would uh, mm. you know make it go away. So mm. you know, yeah, very interesting. <laughs> So there you go. Okay. Mouth, so mouth I'm turning washing. your mic back off. Now, so so I'm just saying I only bring that up because that sounded like BS at the time. Well, I mean. I remember when I was in medical school when AIDS was first happening. We didn't have people with HIV because we didn't know what caused it yet. Right. So there were just AIDS patients. Grid. And I remember we were talking about... Um, uh, I, I was working in an immunology lab, and the immunology postdoc, and I can't remember his name, uh, uh, said, oh, there's no way. He was laughing at us. We were saying, it's got to be a virus. He's like, no, oh, there's no way that could be a virus that causes that. And, you know, so even those guys uh, got it completely wrong. Well, right, he was a right. dumbass anyway. I don't know how he got his Ph.D., but anyway. <laughs> they just hand him an out, handing him out there. So this is from uh, diabetes.co.uk, patients with uh, high risk of type 2 diabetes who use mouthwash twice a day are 55% more likely to develop the condition within three years, a new study suggests. So these are not just normal people. These are people already at high risk of mm -hmm. type 2 diabetes. So right. People with uh, prediabetes, people with um, glucose intolerance, uh, you know, morbid obesity, that kind of stuff. Uh, while an association be observed between mouthwash and type 2 diabetes, the findings do not indicate the mouthwash causes it. Of course, but the clickbait doesn't say that. Right, right. <clears throat> so can you think of ways that 
it, it, because they didn't do a prospective study on this. They did a retrospective study. Right. Um, over uh, so what they did was they evaluated 1,200 overweight people aged 40 to 65 who are deemed at high risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Okay. They haven't. They don't have it. Yet. So, right. 17 percent of the study developed pre-diabetes or type 2 diabetes. And this rose to 20%, or which rose to 20% for those who used mouthwash once a day. So that was, it went up three whole percent, right? Okay. Uh, however, amongst twice daily users of the mouthwash, the rate rose to 30%. Now, this is, um, now they're saying the indiscriminate routine use of antibacterial mouthwash products may cause more harm than good in light of recent studies, s- said the study authors. Okay, can you think of another way that this, Maybe correlated, but not causally related. Hmm. Not off. Well, okay. So, what did one of the symptoms that people (laughs) with diabetes have is they're pissing out sugar. Yeah. Okay. So they have polyuria, but to replace all that piss, what do they have? Polydipsia. They they start drinking more water, right? So they're thirsty, and they get dry mouth. Mm -hmm. And people with dry mouth have. I have halitosis, mm-hmm. and people with halitosis use, use more mouthwash. mouthwash. There we go. Yeah. So there you go. This is what I say to them, and this is what I say to uh, DJ Logan. Give yourself a bill. That may only be what it is. They would have to do a prospective study and follow this population. And my understanding was this cohort that they had was not looking for mouthwash use and it, diabetes. It was a fishing expedition, which is mm-hmm. what we call a study where you just do, you know, look at a whole bunch of different things and see if anything shows a statistically significant answer. Those are not valid studies to make a conclusion from. Right. Those are good studies to then base a follow-up study where you're actually controlling for these variables. Okay. Sure. So, um, yeah, here you go. Oh, way down at the bottom, they say there is also a possibility those who use mouthwash more often may be more likely to have poorer health and possibly poorer diets compared to those who do not. Give yourself a bill. Come on. (laughs) The way the study was run means the researchers cannot say for certain Mm. whether mouthwash was definitely a contributing factor. It does, however, ask questions. This is just what we just said, so I'll give myself one of these. Give yourself a bill. But what does the um, um, what does the uh, uh, headline say? Twice daily mouthwash use could increase could. risk of type two diabetes. Now let's look this up. I just want to, you know, you know, Frank Zappa said writing about music is like dancing about architecture, and I, writing about medical stuff. I, I don't have a good analogy. <laughs> it's but it's. Uh, it's unbelievable how shitty it is. Medical journalism is shitty. I just wanted to throw out the Zappa thing to sound smart, but then I sounded stupid because I couldn't come up with a good corollary for this. But anyway, um, let's look up twice. Uh, let's do uh, mouthwash uh, causes diabetes. I've never heard that. And let's see what I've, happens. I've heard. Here people, we go. Okay, go ahead. Question. Does mouthwash increase your risk for type 2 diabetes? Click. Yes. No. Here's another one. Could mouthwash be putting you at risk of diabetes? Click. Mm. Oh, here you go. Here's from Forbes. Regular use of mouthwash may increase risk for diabetes. Wow. The only thing I was going to say was, is, I mean, 
I, oh, I don't know oh. the amount of sugar. I Look, gonna, yeah, here, here, here we go. <laughs> How much sugar is in This is Newsweek. Yeah. Newsweek. Okay. Well, Mouthwash may trigger diabetes if you use way, way too much. <laughs> And then the, uh, the article says, however, the study doesn't show conclusively that mouthwash is causing diabetes. Then why do the article? Why, why have why that, the, yeah. that um, uh, headline? Here's another one. Uh, okay, now, here. Okay, this is from uh, uh, NCBI. This is PubMed.com. Regular article, over-the-counter mouthwash use and the risk of prediabetes. Okay. Okay. Um, this is from the journal Nitric Oxide, not exactly um, a frontline yeah. uh, medical journal for for diabetes. Uh, it says frequently use of over-the-counter mouthwash was associated with an increased risk of developing prediabetes in this population. Um, so let me see. Um, uh, the effect estimates were similar after adding income, education, oral hygiene, oral conditions, sleep, breathing disorders, diet, medications, fasting, glucose, and some other things. So, so there you go. Now, that's a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, it was, it was associated with increased risk. Let's see what the increased risk was. Um, well, shit. I'd have I'd to be plow more, through this I'd study be more concerned, this, like, as far as mouthwash is concerned. I, I, I don't consume alcohol and i I I would be more interested in the study where they said if a person who used mouthwash that had alcohol in it was more likely to have a uh, relapse or something i mean oh sure 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 yeah no that's a concern uh uh, yeah they said here most mouthwash most mouthwashes contain antibacterial ingredients which could impact oral microbes critical for nitric oxide formation. Okay, there you go. That's why it was in the Journal of Nitric Oxide. And in turn, predisposed to metabolic disorders, including diabetes. Do you know what else um, is dependent on nitric oxide? Not off the top of my head. Sildenafil. Uh, oh, there you t- go. Teladalafil. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, the active ingredient in uh, Viagra, Viagra or Cialis. Yeah. So they increase... Uh, nitric oxide, which increases blood flow, which mm-hmm. increases your meaty giant erection. There you go. It's quite okay. So anyway, yeah. So that's interesting. <laughs> so I would like to see more study on this. We could certainly make mouthwashes that don't have all the my antimicrobial stuff in them. That's easy. I just get the one that doesn't have any alcohol. That's all I care yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Steve, I was wondering if there is a difference between uh, men's and women's formula of Rogaine. I think uh, the men's has 5% active ingredients and the women's has 3%. And I was wondering if 3% is working pretty good for a female, if the men's formula, the 5%, would work even better. Yeah, very tricky, trying to get me to uh, recommend something off-label on this show. That's not something I can do, but I can tell you this that um, Rogaine has been more extensively studied in men, and so they have a regular strength and an extra strength for men, and then they just have the, ex- the regular strength for women. So, <laughs> so, but Rogaine, I mean, Rogaine is why I don't have a bald spot, as big a bald spot as, a, I mean, it would be right, bigger right. than it is. I'm it thinning on top, but it it's not all the way It doesn't grow hair back, but it stops hair from falling out. That's pretty much right, yeah. Okay. It extends the life of the uh, hair falling out. Oh, it's so cool that you're bringing this up because I okay. wanted to actually ask you about this. I keep seeing a lot of commercials for that hat. 
that has like a hundred laser beams. Oh yeah, in yeah, it. yeah. It's crazy, but the laser stimulation actually that has some data behind it. Really? Yeah. I, I think they've only done because I, I kind of was like, hmm, let me look. The, I thought they only did one study with that. With that. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's not real deep yeah, data. We'll look yeah. here in a second. We're okay. doing one of those shows where we can just look stuff yeah, up and yeah, take yeah. time. Um. But a hat full of laser beams. Mm -hmm. So minoxidil, which is the active ingredient in Rogaine, was uh, originally a blood pressure medicine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it says it's a a potassium channel opener that causes hyperpolarization of cell membranes and theoretically it um, widens blood vessels Mm -hmm. and opens potassium channels. Give me, you got something? Are you drinking something over there? (laughs) You have herpes? No. Thank you. Theoretically, by widening blood vessels and opening potassium channels, it allows more oxygen, blood, nutrients to the follicles, making the follicles live longer. That's the theory. Okay. My experience with minoxidil has been about a third of people get a really good result. Mm -hmm. A third of people get nothing, and then a third are kind of in between. And I'm sort of the in-between. Gotcha. It's delayed me developing the bald spot that all the men in my family have. Because at 63, I still have hair on the top, but it's really, really thin. All right. Now, could women take the 5%? I mean, you can buy this stuff over the counter. They can do whatever they want, but it's not indicated for women yet. But that's all. The, that's the only difference. All right. Did you guys know there are butterflies that drink blood? Or that there's a species of beetle that can shoot boiling liquid out of its butt? Or that blue whales are so big you can swim through their arteries? But there's a species of bat that's so small that it weighs less than a penny. My name's Maya. And my name's Connor. And we are the co-hosts of World's Wildest Podcast. If you guys love nature and you love learning about how crazy it is, Connor and I have over 30 years of experience in wildlife conservation, and we're here to tell you all about them. World's Wildest will take you on a journey to meet Earth's most extreme creatures from the world's strongest to our world's smelliest. Make sure to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, Dr. Steve. I had a question about the difference between a low-calorie diet and a low-carb diet. So on a low-carb diet, you supposedly consume all of your glycogen, and then since you're not eating carbohydrates, you then uh, start burning fat and release ketones as part of that process. So also on a low-calorie diet, you must also eventually consume all of your glycogen, even though you're already eating carbohydrates, because eventually you're burning fat, you know, since you don't have as many calories. So I wonder if you could talk to the difference between how a low-carb diet and a low-calorie diet burn fat. Yeah, well, they both burn fat. And that's the the end mechanism. If you eat fewer calories than you're burning every day, you have to lose weight. I mean, it's it's physics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the low carb diet works a little bit differently because those people are burning fat, even though they may be taking in prodigious amounts of calories. <clears throat> the true original ketogenic diet advocated by Adkins uh, was a uh, low carbohydrate diet with high in green leafy vegetables and uh, and lean animal protein. And you didn't eggs. have to worry about fat. Yeah, and probably eggs and eggs stuff like and that. Stuff. Yeah, 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 but you could have meat and you could have some bacon and things right. like that. But, you know, it morphed into this thing where people are only eating bacon and mayonnaise and cheese and, and, and meat. Sounds pretty good. And it, it sounds good, but those, they <laughs> and they also lose weight, but they're losing weight be- partially because they're malnourished. Right. So you want to do a balanced low-carbohydrate diet, and that, that's for people who the low-calorie diet doesn't work for them. 
Have you know, you where they start craving food yeah. and, and stuff. Now, if you'll continue to just work through the craving like any other sort of pseudo addiction, you can beat uh, that with a low uh, low calorie diet. If you're going to do low calorie, you don't want to do super low calorie for a long time. I know people do this HCG diet. They're doing 600 calories a day. Of course, you're going to lose weight on that. It's basically uh, fasting, a modified fast. But if you're going to do that, um, you don't want to just do carbohydrates. You need to add protein into the mix. Or uh, one of the things that you will catabolize or break down is muscle. And that you don't want to do. It's fine to break down fat. Mm -hmm. And it's fine to deplete glycogen stores and all that stuff. What you don't want to do is deplete muscle. And if you uh, don't take in enough protein, that's exactly what you'll do. So there's no one best diet. Um if there were, then we would already know what it is. We wouldn't be arguing about all these different diets, paleo and Mediterranean, all this stuff. So uh, you got to find what works for you. Make sure it's balanced. You're getting the right nutrients. And what all we're trying to do is mitigate risk over time. I, Vegan diet has been shown to uh, uh, you know, de- decrease risks for uh, a bunch of – can you – would you do me a favor? Yeah. Would you run downstairs and just grab me either one of those and I'll go buy you yeah, some more? Sure. Or just anything. Thanks. I'm having a hard time today. And it's uh, probably all the uh, the vapor in here <laughs> from whatever, they, from these rock stars, whatever they're doing. <clears throat> um, so where was I? Oh, um, I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, we were tight. Uh, well, I was going to ask you a quick question. Okay, I, yeah. was, I don't know if you've heard of this particular um, um, diet or book or whatever. The The book I read, part of it, was called The 4-Hour Body. Okay. And... Um, I know it, nothing about it. Yeah, it, it was... It, it was it, it, it's, a, it's a high protein low carb kind of um, okay. thing. It's Atkins kind of sort of, I guess, ketogenic, whatever. But um, it involved a lot of... Uh, what you could do is for six days you could it was See, uh, i already hate this yeah and i'll tell you why okay before you and you get a cheat, you can still you ask get a cheat question. day was, i don't give a shit yeah, i, yeah, I yeah. don't like uh these these diets where oh you have to do this for x number of days and then mm-hmm. you do this other thing for x number of days why not because it's not sustainable you want to you have you, to adopt a new lifestyle now if you want to do that mm-hmm. to kick start your weight loss like if you know if you're 500 pounds and you want to lose your first 100 pounds doing that, and yeah. then you kick in a, a healthy lifestyle to sustain and just sure. kind of glide into that. I have no problem with that. Yeah. Even Dr. Ian Smith's fat smash idiocy, uh, to, in my opinion, purely my opinion, um, um, is, um, is totally fine uh-huh. to get things started. Right. But you've got to have a plan. And all of those books have plans. Uh, but it, so few people ever get to that last chapter where it says, well, this is the maintenance phase. I, I, oh, I, thank I, you. You're a delight. Thanks. I, I, I did, you know, basically the beginning of the book, it says, if you want to do this, go to this chapter. Just skip all this other stuff. It, it's yep. really it's really kind of um, really cool the way that he has it set up. Okay. So he goes, all right, if you want to just lose weight, go to this chapter and read it and do what I, do what it says in here. So, yep. um, and uh uh, and and like I was, uh, you pick a day. Like you said, you're kind of against that as far as like there's a cheat well, day, a cheat day where it, like you, you do everything for the six days, and then I, I picked Friday as my cheat day. Okay, and you can eat anything basically you wanna you wanna eat. Or Shouldn't whatever, be called whatever. cheating though, because well, then what yeah, are you guess, cheating yeah. on? You know, it's, you, a, it's a, you're just living your life. It's a, yeah, it's a gift day. I don't know, <laughs> but um, so. Uh, 
I was going crazy. I, I, I could tell I, I needed carbs because the whole week I was eating spinach and chicken and, and, and uh, eggs, all this stuff. And then uh, I'm like, I, I feel yeah. I don't have a soul anymore. I need a, I need a cookie. I know people do feel that way. And then what they do a lot of times, <laughs> and don't make this mistake, is you start craving carbs and you go to GNC and you buy these. They have these candy bars that have zero carbs and they're right. chocolate. And they have zero carbs, and you know yeah. they've got a few calories. Right. But um, and then you eat one, and it's like, oh my god, this is chocolate. And then you eat three of them, mm-hmm. and then on the way home from the store, because you crammed them in your mouth outside the store in the mall, uh, you have to stop somewhere and right. and, and evacuate your bowels that are right. just a tsunami of sorbitol-induced diarrhea has just gone yeah. through your bowel. Yeah. So it's really good to clean you out, but not good to sustain your life either because those things are sweetened with sugar alcohols and they're non-digestible well if they're non-digestible you've got all these particles in your bowel and what happens when you have solutes behind a semi-permeable membrane you remember from chemistry through osmosis it draws fluid in and so you're just drawing all this fluid into your bowel and you've got to evacuate it it's got to go somewhere yeah so i so when that so if you put a semi-permeable mem, a semi-permeable membrane right. between uh, two uh, 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 you know tanks of fresh water mm-hmm. and then you put a whole bunch of uh, salt on one side, the fresh water will work yeah. its way across that membrane to in an attempt to um, uh, dilute out the the salty side. And if you can make it so that it, the salt can't go in the other direction so it doesn't diffuse the other way, then you'll just get this big bloated uh, um, <clears throat> thing of water on one side, and then the other side will be almost depleted. So Ugh. osmosis, my friends. There we go. So there you go. I, so, saw, I saw the movie Osmosis Jones. Is that a movie? Yeah, it had. Um, it was. It was. It was a Fairly Brothers movie, but it was a cartoon, and it had. It was a cartoon. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, remember that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, Pretty there funny. you go. Well, uh, thanks for sharing that. That's the only osmosis <laughs> I I'm into, Steve. <laughs> okay. Uh, here, let's try. I think I figured this one out. Here we go. Hi, Doctor Steve. Oh, thank you for your email. I know it's been a while. If I could speak in Appalachian Anytime. English as well as you taught on your last podcast, that would also be equally yeah. cool <laughs> i'm glad you like my accent as much as i enjoy yours we love it um if you ever want me to do some sort of english recording of jingles or anything like that i used to do um i used to read the news on radio actually um so more than happy to do that if you want Bloody um, hell, i yes. actually am emailing just yeah. i hope you don't mind um but I, i'd love to take you up on you asking if you could help me with my studies in any way oh, it's just a on. very hang on <laughs> All right, it's 2019. Uh, uh, Harvey, that accent. Cut, cut the crap. Very quick question, and that's um, how do you learn quickly and retain information learning as an adult? Uh, because although I'm 27, I'm not old, hugely, but um, it feels a bit different now. Yep. Um, and I'm really keen to learn as much as I can, obviously, for getting into medicine. Yep. Um, so how do you learn as an adult? What's the best way of doing it? Obviously, it varies hugely person to person, but if there are some tips that you could offer, um, oh, I'd be so grateful. Thank you. 
Well, oh, wait, she had more. I feel oh. well. Of course. Oh, thank you. She's delightful. <laughs> so um, here, here's the thing. I was 27 when I went to medical school, so I, I can relate to this mm-hmm. issue. Um, the, what you want to do as an adult learner when you're going to learn advanced things is uh, capitalize on your motivation. That's the thing. That really is the only difference. At your age, there's really no difference between an 18-year-old and a 27-year-old as far as their ability to learn, other than at 27, you should have less distractions and you should be more highly motivated. So when you're you know, 18, you're going to college, you're trying to take prerequisites, and all of a sudden it's yeah. a new environment and you've got, you know frat rush and all this crap and just everything is a cake yes uh streaking (laughs) as in my case um yeah and hormones new you were a streaker huh yeah i was i was actually on walter cronkite my ass was on walter cronkite on uh cbs cbs i was at a university of north carolina and uh i was in mangum dormitory which is in the north campus that's where streaking started wow and um uh, we had a guy in my are... dorm that worked at Channel 11, which at that time was, I guess, the CBS, CBS affiliate. Yeah. And he brought cameras out, and uh, uh, they filmed it, and they sent it to the network. And then next thing I know, I see, because I, I had a, I had a uh, Groucho Marx, one of those, you know, glasses with the nose and the mustache. And I was going, you know, my arms were gyrating like a maniac. And uh, so it was unmistakably me. Streaking. Streaking right past uh, Walter Cronkite's face. <laughs> That's the coolest thing ever. There's a, uh, yes. there's a guy a streaking in front of me. Yeah. It's a, it's a phenomenon called streaking. <laughs> and the, 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 the weird thing was yeah. is that my group... Um, so we streaked out, and there's this whole crowd of people. They've been anticipating that and waiting for us all to come. Mm-hmm. And the, the dorm was four or six floors. I think it might have been six, but at least four, filled with naked men. Oh. And, okay. and then it just emptied so, out, starting from the bottom, and then we, it just <laughs> emptied out, right? Yeah. And when we get to – and so I was maybe – I was on the second floor, so by the time we get oh, – um, we get out by the library. We decided, by God, we're going to streak the library. Well, we didn't realize the other group, the the bulk of the group, didn't streak they the went library. That way. They went that way. Oh no! So here we go. We go streaking through the library, which of course puts yeah. us way behind the main group, right? So we get back to the dorm. We went this big circuit of North Campus, and we come back around, and there's this crowd of people, and we're like, whoa, 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 yeah, yeah. And, and people, the crowd is already gelled back. Right. You know, they'd already let the streakers through into the dorm. They're all putting their clothes on, and the, and the, the crowd is gelled back into a mob. And here we come smack into this wall of people, and they're like going, who the fuck are these guys? Who are these naked people? Now, we're the real streakers. Here's the damn thing. So I was wearing a tie, right? We couldn't run. There was no way. We had to walk through this crowd to get back into the dorm, and it was huge. Right. It was all over the street. Walk of shame. All of a sudden, when you're walking through a crowd and you're naked, yeah. now you're naked. Okay. All of a sudden, I, I didn't feel naked before because I was in a group of people and we were supposed to be there. But now I'm walking through a crowd of people and <laughs> I feel you. naked. And there was this girl 
uh, a woman from my uh, speech class or something. Okay. And I really, I had a thing for her anyway. She yeah. had these big, beautiful tits and stuff. And, and, and I'm, well, and of course there's the shrinkage. Yeah. And, and there there you are with your uh, so I'm, Groucho I'm, Marx, Marx. Right. Well, it's, fortunately, I, I think I threw that down at this point. And I, so I'm taking this tie. Oh I had a necktie around my neck and I was wrapping it around my junk trying to hide that. <laughs> and she comes up and goes, you guys were awesome. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh my can, God. can this night ever end? It was so embarrassing. I never had the guts to ever ask her out. Wow. They got to bring that back. Yeah. Well, I think the people still do it, but it wasn't, you know. Then, they do it during games. Then it was and they never. Yeah, they never, they always cut away. But I've never felt, have you ever had that dream where you, where you go to um, class and you realize you forgot to put your pants on? I always I always dream that I I missed the whole semester. And well, I, I had that. But yeah. I mean the I naked forget, dream where you're, I've never had the naked dream. You forgot dream. to put your clothes on and you're walking around naked. Okay. Well, there are people listening to this. That's, I, yeah. I, I lived that. Oh my because god. you go from being part of a group, yeah. free and easy, to all of a sudden, oh my god, I'm naked. I felt like Adam and Eve when all of a sudden they ate the yeah. apple of knowledge of good and evil, and they all of a sudden they were naked. Would you have dreams of you dreaming that you you're like the third level of That's Inception? That's right. That could have been Inception. That's right. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, so that's that's what you do, and uh, use uh, use mnemonics, excessively use mnemonics, because if you're going to learn new knowledge, what you want to do is apply it to a framework. You right. need to have a framework, and then like a scaffolding, and start hanging things from the scaffolding, and then get naked. Then get naked. There you go. Um, so uh, uh, don't get behind is number one. Uh, and do more than they expect. So if you have to do every other problem in the back of the book, uh-huh. just do every problem. Do every problem. Get uh, If you're taking college physics, get Shams College Physics. You can buy it. It's a paperback book. You can get it at Amazon. Do every problem in there, too. I used to have a f- friend, and he and I were doing prerequisites to go. He was going to dental school. I was going to medical school. Both of us had already graduated, so we were doing post-baccalaureate you know, uh, uh, prerequisites. Mm-hmm. And so we were all in the same classes, and we would just get these books, and we would just kill those chapters. And we would get together and just do the problem, do as over and over and over again Repetition. until yeah. the first three words in the problem that they yeah. give you on the final exam, you already know what they're yeah. going to ask. You know? Right. It needs to get to the point where it's second nature. Uh, uh, flat, I did a lot of flashcards, used a lot of mnemonics. I still remember the uh, the um, uh, cranial nerves from on old Olympus towering top, a French and German view to hop. And those the first letters are all the first letters of all the cranial nerves, stuff like that. But basically capitalizing on your motivation the way... When I went back to school after being out for a while working in TV and radio and then decided I wanted to do it, I was so motivated. It was really like taking candy from a baby. I always had the highest score on the final exam in my class because I was competing against a bunch of undergraduates, you know, 18 Mm -hmm. to 19-year-olds. And it really made a big difference. So you'll find it very easy, but just stay motivated uh, uh, and stay up to date. And matter of fact, stay a little bit ahead if you can. All right, and that's really that's uh, that's the best advice I can give you. And then let us know how your studies are going. I had a 44-year-old woman in my class in medical school. It's not that unusual. I thought I would be the one of the oldest people at 27, but um 
I did. I was on the admissions committee, and I knew, uh, you know, I could see everybody's ages. And we right. did a arithmetic mean, and I was right in the mean. The mean in our class was 27. So, all right. Very good. All right. Let's do one more. Okay. Hey, Dr. Steve. This is Steve from New York. Listening to um, episode 368 on your podcast, and uh, you're talking about putting people in the hospital and fasting them on 600 calories of protein. Oh, here we go. And having their their blood sugars drop. Work. 600 calories of protein is a lot. Now. We're, we're, we're in gluconeogenesis. Um, stop them from having a low blood sugar or stop them from having a normal blood sugar and keep them at an elevated blood sugar? No, because it's not a lot of calories. And uh, now 600 grams of protein may be a lot, but 600 calories of anything is, you know, it's basically fasting or starvation. So that's why. And, uh, you know, that's just it. But we wouldn't. Yeah. We wouldn't just give them meat. Uh, I don't know where he got that idea. We would put them in the hospital, and we would give them a 600-calorie diet. And it would be uh, generally a balanced diet, but it would just be severely calorie-limited. And uh, what he's talking about is back in the day. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. Back in the day, we would, if people's blood sugars got out of control, we didn't have a lot of pills back then that we could give, like metformin and stuff like that. So we would just put them in the hospital and fast them for two weeks. Water. Yeah, yeah. Water's good for you. Uh, we would put them in the hospital and fast them for two weeks because you could put people in the hospital for two weeks back then just to give them a calorie-restricted diet. And uh, when they came out, their uh, blood sugars would be under better control for a long period of time. It's pretty neat. Now that's old-school stuff, though. Now they have babies and they kick them out in the same Oh, baby. that's true. <laughs> no, she, uh, you can't hear what... Uh, DJ Amanda saying, but um, she said, now you have a baby and they kick you out the same day. That's true. When I was training in the 80s, if you had a vaginal delivery, you were in the hospital three days. And if you had a C-section, it was five to seven days. Now it's one day for the uh, vaginal delivery and maybe three days for the C-section. So Turn and burn. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what? Right. All right. Well. Hey, Dr. Steve. I have... Uh very dry skin on my testicles and around my penis and just above that. And I was uh, wondering what could be causing this. I've tried bacterial creams and fungal creams and nothing seems to get rid of it. Okay. So uh, one thing that you may want to do in a situation like this where he has dry skin but he doesn't know what's causing it is, uh, yeah, yes, yeah, get some lotion, that's right. Um, I, I think lotion is a laudable suggestion, DJ Amanda. But, um, you know, this could, there are a lot of different things that can cause this. There are fun, fungi, there are eczema, you know, just an allergy. Uh, or um, he could have a thing called, um, now you're, now I don't, oh, erythrasma. You're throwing me off. Sorry. It's okay. We have a, it's, <laughs> I'm getting a contact high just from being in the same room with you. Um, they um, uh, Erythrasma is caused by a carini bacterium, and the only way that you can get rid of it is with a specific antibiotic. So what you want to do is take a black light, and if you have access to a black light, shine it on your junk, and if that dry area lights up like a beautiful salmon color... And it's beautiful salmon color. If we could harness that in some some way, 
for other uses, um, if you could, uh, you know, it'd be very useful. But uh, so, but if it lights up a very beautiful salmon color, it's it's erythrasma, and only your primary care can. But they would be very impressed if you went in and said, "I think I have erythrasma," because I'll guarantee you, they probably only seen one or two cases in their life. Uh, otherwise, um, you want to use uh, an over-the-counter fungal cream like Lotrimin, but you got to use it for a long time. That's the thing. You know, this There's it water. takes it takes a week or two weeks, <laughs> and uh, to uh, to uh, you know do anything. From the inside out. Okay. <laughs> yes, you can hydrate from the inside out, but that's probably not just going to make isolated skin on the penis. <laughs> Well, there you go. So then shut the fuck up because you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, it's uh, uh, and ultimately the right place to go is a dermatology appointment. So if you uh, don't get any luck with this, they'll scrape it. They'll look at it under a microscope. They'll do a potassium hydroxide test that will look for, um, uh, you know, for uh, um, uh, for al- not algae, uh, for fungi or yeast, and uh, they can treat that uh, specifically if they have to culture it. Sometimes they'll only be sensitive to one or two. Uh, Andy, Andy, Jesus Christ! Okay, we got to get out of here. Oh my God, she is losing her shit. Thanks always go to Doctor Scott, who isn't even here, uh, to uh, DJ Logan. Uh, and Super Android 23, DJ Amanda, we can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, uh, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, Lewis Johnson, Paul Ofcharsky, Eric Nagel, Roland Campos, Sam Roberts, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Ron Bennington, Fez Watley, whose early support of this show has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM, channel 103, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks go to our listeners, whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. That includes you, DJ Amanda. Quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Dig that shit. <laughs> that was cool. But... I'm gonna get my bass out. <laughs>